Hello and welcome to Meet the Education Researcher. This is a podcast from the Faculty of Education, Monash University in Melbourne, Australia. Hello, my name's Neil Selwyn and welcome to the third season of Meet the Education Researcher. Now to kick things off, here's a chat with Professor Marilyn Fleer from the Monash Faculty of Education. Now Marilyn's work in the area of early childhood is really well known, but at the end of 2018 she excelled herself by becoming only the second education researcher ever to be awarded the status of Laureate Professor from the Australian Research Council. Now this is a really big deal. So I got Marilyn to explain what the Laureate involves, and I also try to get some tips for the rest of us from what is clearly a really successful approach to getting research funding. Here we go. A Laureate Professor is actually a scheme that um, is about retaining uh, world-class researchers in Australia, and it's been around for a while under the name of various things, but at the moment it's called the Laureate's Fellowship Scheme. And the ARC has supported that for a long time and it's designed um, to allow, um, well, it's, first of all, it's designed to, as recognition of somebody's work, but secondly, to allow the researcher to take their research forward in, in a big way rather than a small way, an incremental way. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's a super competitive grant to get. And I think there's only ever been two education laureates, but I mean, the heaps of laureates from natural sciences and from medicines. I mean, what is it about education researchers that means that we're always kind of pushed to the margins? Are we just not good at getting these grants? Are we asking the wrong questions? I think there's, there's a huge problem in education generally, and it's probably well recognised in the ARC. Um, where educators are, are really tough on each other with their assessment, and and it's a problem. You know, we because um, we're comparing um, and contrasting and competing all the time with uh, other fields. But if we're internally tough on each other, we're actually um, it's suicidal for our group so as I mean, a researchers. That's a really good point. But I mean, how do we learn to all become nice reviewers? Um, I think. First of all, to be a little more generous in uh, just because we don't agree with something doesn't mean it's not quality research. Mm. So when I assess something, I always look for coherence. So regardless of the theoretical perspective or the methodology, I, do, I look for coherence and then I look for a great idea and say, is this a good investment? And then, then of course, you know, I rate it as highly as possible because I really want that work to go forward. Yeah, and yeah. I know, and I know people are competing with other disciplines. So it has to go forward in a meaningful way. So if other disciplines mark highly, well, why shouldn't we in education? Yeah, no, we just have to change the culture. Now, I mean, I'm not comparing this to a kind of prison sentence, but how long do you get as a laureate? Five years. So, I mean, it's a huge <laughs> five-year project. Then. I mean, I'd love to go through what you've actually promised to do for the money. So, I mean, first off, what's the headline pitch for your five years? What's the big problem? How are you going to solve it? Yeah, the big, the big problem is actually around um, exploration of imagination in science, engineering and technologies and imagination in play. And so the, the big problem is actually how those two things relate to each other. And in early childhood in particular, the, the kind of beginnings of these wandering creative minds, how can we capture and better understand where this begins? And, you know, how, how is it that somebody becomes this amazing scientist changing the world or this amazing technologist changing the world or an engineer? And um, it's got to start somewhere. And so my research is to 
explore that more deeply and more systematically. So is the focus on STEM a kind of strategic thing? I mean, STEM is sexy, STEM gets funded, or is this something you've been interested in for a long, long time? I've been working in this area for a very long time, (laughs) and uh, right back to when I went to conferences and um, presented something with the word STEM in it or science in it or engineering and early childhood, and would have probably two people in the room to listen to it. Nobody was really (laughs) interested. Um, And so I soon learned um, how to couch things differently so that you actually had some intellectual engagement. But um, I think it's, yes, it it comes and goes. STEM is big in some years. I've been around long enough to see it go up and down. Mm. And um, and I think in the kind of research that I've been involved in over the years, um, you just have to plug away at it and and build slowly over time um, a really important research agenda that hopefully can make a difference. And, and I guess the laureate programmatic research allows for that because it's like amplifying everything that you have done with suddenly this massive amount of resources yeah. and it's so exciting. But you know what's really special is that it's the um, it includes um, uh, the Kathleen Fitzpatrick um, Laureate Fellowship as well. So that's an additional Laureate Award. Which is awarded on the basis of? Oh, it's awarded on the, the highest ranking female uh, of the submissions that are already successful as Laureates. And um, so that's pretty special because it gives me the possibility to extend my mentoring work that I have done over the years to... Um, um, to more female researchers mm-hmm. and uh, particularly in early childhood because it traditionally hasn't received a lot of resources compared to education. Education hasn't received a lot of resources compared to other areas, but we've been the poor cousin for many years. So this is an amazing uh, moment in history for taking early childhood education forward and the laureate research can allow for that. So we've got mentoring, but I'm also really interested in methods. So you're looking at imagination. Yeah. And you're looking at science. and I mean, how on earth, methods-wise, are you actually going to do this? Oh, it's really fun. Um, over the years, I've piloted many approaches. And the one that seems to work the best with very young children, for two reasons, works best. Um, one is that the nature of children's thinking, which I've always been interested in, um, and the nature of children's thinking is often not able to be expressed verbally because of the, the the way in which you know children are learning to vocab and and how to name their world around them um, so the method has to be like a digital video methodology okay. it needs to capture visually so from the point of view that that then allows for a, a particular kind of analysis that I've fine-tuned over time but also the outcomes can be presented because my biggest challenge over the years has been, I might write something in a journal paper or even in a book and people say, oh, yeah, you know, I don't really believe that. I don't think Mm. young children can do that. But when I actually show it to them on video, show examples, you know, just exemplars of what I see all the time in my data, they go, wow, I had no idea young children can think like this. And uh, consequently, um, uh, it has has challenged me to even – work more um, studiously about the method and the methodology to theorise it uh, because as digital means haven't been around forever um, and certainly it needs theorising um, for the nature of the work that I do. But, yeah, it's a, it's a, that's, that's part of it. But also I've got a, a, an app that so I've had to have an app. Yep, yeah, yep. Well, yes, yes, of course we have to have an app. So this has been part of the pilot, which uh, the app is 
um, has in it the uh, professional development layer so teachers can um, view the material to get a sense of what the work is that I'm you know, interested to explore with them. And then there is a, an app which uh, part of the app is to, to be able to document with text and visually imagination in play moments and imagination in STEM moments and then to, to capture those either in continuous mode or as in 30-second chunks and, and save them. Teachers can do this themselves or we can as researchers. Or um, they can just grab whatever happens at that moment. And then I have another third layer which allows for taking those little captured moments and putting them into um, a screen display where they can add text to it and um, and then uh, do stimulate recall with it. So. so you're generating data that's actually meant to be seen and meant to be shared, which mm-hmm. is a really interesting strategy. And I wanted to talk to you about engagement as well. I guess for this millions of dollars and this amount of time, the ARC are going to want to see some engagement and impact. So, I mean, what's the plan there? Well, the um, the whole project is premised on um, particularly the the um, uh, the Kathleen Fitzpatrick part is premised on bringing bringing forward um, a number of events, so think tanks. Uh, we have some funding to take um, the team, because there will be a big team, mm. uh, take the team to Oxford, to, uh, to China and to Norway, so three different locations over the five years, where we'll bring together local researchers there and other researchers interested in the work we're doing to, to take it to the next level, to really kind of explore the ideas that are coming through, methodologically, method-wise, as well as the outcomes of the research. That's one, just one dimension. Mm. So that's targeting targeting the, the field in that level, at that level. But the other level is that um, we've got a communication strategy being developed at the moment. So there'll be a range of different things that we're doing. So obviously the, the website presence, but we're linking directly with Early Childhood Australia and we're going to do free webinars that um, will take this work forward. Uh, we also have funding as part of the Laureate Programmatic Research to do more app development so it becomes becomes free material out there. And I'm also working with the faculty faculties here in the university, so engineering students and engineering colleagues to um, take app development in new ways um, uh, to... To share to share the work with the field, so all will be free. So we just everything has to be made available and free, and uh, so that's part of what we're. Uh, yes, doing. a collaboration, as you say, making things free, sharing, getting out there. And it sounds really, really exciting, but also a lot of hard work. And I mean, this is a selfish question. I mean, this is a huge proposal to put together, and you've been successful. So, I mean, what tips or tricks or hints have you got for the rest of us that are trying to put together research proposals? I think that um, there's a, a number of things that um, um, somebody interested in a laureate programmatic research needs to contemplate. But but even a discovery is is having a, a a good having a solid track record because people who look at your work will want to know that you can actually um, do what you say you want to do. So they want to see evidence of that. Um, so that's the first thing. Have a really good track record of research. Secondly. A really interesting idea, not the pedestrian functional research, but something that's just got some edge to it that gets the that the reviewer reads it and goes, "Wow, you know, this is this the wow factor absolutely has to be there." And um, and I think the third level is that it's not only theoretically robust and well argued, and that could be part of the wow factor. Um, 
but also methodologically the the, the approach uh, is discussed robustly mm. um, and it has some really interesting dimension to it and that could be in how you communicate your results or it could be in how you collect your data. Uh, it could be a number of different things. It could be you know a whole new approach to um, uh, working, in my case, young children because it still is quite a green field even though we have a very long history of of this area, we don't have a very recent history of getting that work out there at uh, at a higher level. So it's a balance between, as you say, being robust, but also being innovative. Now, right. just from the point of view of someone who hasn't got a research grant yet and is just starting their career, it's all very well to say have a track record. But how do you get a track record? How do you start? How do you begin to get your first grant, your second grant? I think there's many pathways. And um, the pathway that I, I think is the quickest pathway uh, in the current context is that there are many there's there are many people out there in government NGOs industry who are saying come and help me with my research and if you can say to yourself as a researcher wow I can get some money quickly there I can also build use the money to answer that important question that that industry uh, is is seeking to um, explore but how, how do I turn it then into something that can be published? Of course, you have to negotiate copyright and all sorts of other things. But essentially, over the years, I found um, those kinds of grants incredibly valuable for working up methods, um, for publishing, and for engaging with um, with the field in a really interesting way. Mm. And so as long as you kind of think through how you can make make that one grant do three things, one, to build your career, you know, track record, uh, second, to build the different kinds of tools, but thirdly, of course, answer the, you know, what industry or NGOs or whatever want. Um, I think that's that's an important way to go forward and not to be shy to be out there talking to industry. And it could be that you solicit that grant, you know, you get them curious because you say, oh, I think you need to know a little bit more about that area. Or it could be that they put it out there and you grab that moment yeah. and, and go forward with it. And a by good industry grant. in education research, you're talking about schools, school districts, philanthropics, charities, there's a whole range of funders. That's right, departments of education and so on. Mm. And, and not to be shy about how you form your teams, bring together groups of people because you can't always be doing everything yourself. It's really great to, to work with colleagues and uh, and even though it might be your baby and really connected to that particular group, you know, bring the team along with you. I think that's a really important yeah. part. You learn when you work as in a collaborative context. Well, I was going to finally ask you, and this don't take this the wrong way, but what keeps you going? I mean, <laughs> you seem to enjoy being very, very busy. So, I mean, what gets you out of bed every morning to apply for discovery projects and laureates? I mean, you'd be forgiven for taking it easy given your success. I'm incredibly curious. And I always have more research questions than I have time to, to work <laughs> on, <laughs> like many of us. And so for me, what gets me out of bed in the morning is actually, can I find out a little bit more about that? Can I spend some time collecting data and learning more? And and I love being in the field. I just adore that. That's just exciting because the moment you're interacting with the data, it's wonderful. But when you're actually in there generating the data, that also ins mm. is in inspiring too. And, I, I, and perhaps over the years, that's the part, the latter part that I've had less time for. So I've had research assistants work with me and for me on some of these projects. But I really do like being in there in the middle of it all um, and hearing just this little moment where a child says something amazing and you think, wow, did I get that on video? Yeah, that's going in the book. <laughs> yeah. Well, excellent. I mean, it's 
again, congratulations. It's been great to get these insights. I mean, many thanks for sharing your wisdom and the best of luck in the next five years. Great. Thanks.